How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Glad to have you with me on this Wednesday. Excited about our guest. Now, on the Catapulting Commissions podcast, we bring a variety of guests, talent, caliber to the show. Today, no different. My guest is Gavin Gunthry. Now, Gavin has been in high-income sales from the beginning of his career. In his first sales job, he achieved top 5% out of 700 employees, but he didn't stop there. He had an average weekly commission check between eight dollars and $15,000. That is an annualized income of nearly four hundred grand plus. You can do the math there. Here's what's really exciting about Gavin, though. Gavin is still the highest paid commission earner in his organization that has 900 sales professionals. So on the Catapulting Commission Show, we always attract world-class talent, world-class sales professionals. Today is no different. Gavin Gunthry, welcome to the Catapulting Commission Show, my man. Oh, it's good to be here, man. I just, uh, you know, the moment that we connected, we started to come together. Um, it's beautiful that I can come and really show and articulate the things that I've been doing with sales, how I've been improving, how I've been getting to a different level than most, and really dive into that for your audience and really start to, you know, articulate some things that hopefully, you know, through the end of this, that, you know, they see a couple nuggets and they're able to apply it. You know, and let's just bring value to the people, you know, and really just, you know, at the end of the day, just give them what they need. Absolutely. And I like what you said there, Gavin. You said, take some nuggets. And I'm really big on taking nuggets. You know, we've been in sales for such a long time. And I'm coming on my 19th year in this industry. And I always tell people, anytime I hear a sales podcast, sales book, sales video, I'm just trying to steal some nuggets from people. So I'm definitely, exactly. I'm positive you're going to drop some nuggets on. But since this is sales and it's the Catapulting Commission Show, Gavin, how did you get into sales? That's always a question I have. You know, some people are are natural born sales professionals. Some become sales professionals. How does your path get you here? Yeah. So, um, you know, entrepreneur at heart, I just always wanted to do things a little bit differently. And, um, you know, I started to, you know, you know, as Mark Lack and a lot of my mentors say, it's just the ability to follow, you know, the money and follow the success because success leaves clues, right? And at the end of the day, if you're anyone that knows anything about accounting, it's your expense list in congruency with your revenue created. And at sales, you know, I started to realize when it came to all my adventures with entrepreneurship and constant struggles, my focus needed to be where the money was at. And when that realization came to me, um, it was about 19 or 20. And I started to realize that a lot of times the people that had the successful business, that had the successful practice, that had the successful you know, real estate gig or the ability to connect and relationship build, it was their ability to convey message and articulate and communicate effectively. And once I understood how relative that was to my business, my lifestyle, I knew that sales was a transitioning point. And since then, I've never looked back and my bank account hasn't been the same because I'm focusing on the thing that is the lifeblood for any business and my ability and my credentials I can take anywhere. And I know that I'm going to be valued because of my ability to do said things. So that's where it all started was that just ability to see the value and the importance of it. And since then, it's, it's just been a, you know another success story from it because 
you know, I just follow the money. Well, I like I like how you know you're following the money. You 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 listed some really strong uh, assets of a sales professional, but I imagine you didn't start that way, right? No. How did your skill set develop in the sales career? What were some of the early challenges you faced going into your sales profession, and and how did you overcome that? Yeah, um, crucial questions and create great answers. So. Um, you know, I, I didn't start out great. Um, I think anyone that's, you know, getting out and in, into sales knows the level of discomfort you're going to face and a lot of the voices that can easily creep into your head. And I feel like anyone, regardless if you're a top earner in your company or you're one that's just starting getting started, you need to understand that it's a roller coaster and you need to know how to control your emotions when it comes to getting sales and more importantly, when you don't get the sell. And I feel like that's something really uh, that kept me level-headed in my very, you know, first years of, you know, introduction into sales, because regardless if I sold or not, I just knew I needed to develop my process. And if I continued to get better with my process, the results were to follow because anyone in sales knows the congruency with your skill set and hard work is going to be directly correlated to your income and exponential growth, right? So in the beginning, when you're starting out, your skill set's going to be minimal, right? But your effort can never waver regardless if your skill set gets better. So I started to realize that when I was very starting out, I was like, I'm, I know this is going to be something that's going to be challenging. It's going to force me to get out of my comfort zone because I'm interacting with people at which I'm trying to influence their decisions. And you know, once the couple things that really connected with being genuine with people, with understanding it's my input level with my skill set, and once I started to you know, really tie together the sales process and know how to articulate it and look at the objections and know how to seamlessly understand and then, uh, you know, influence or put them on a certain options or give them, you know, solutions to their problems. And once it all started to connect, that's when it got good. And it, for anyone that starts some, anything in sales knows that it's not that cakewalk in the beginning, everyone's going to get their teeth kicked in. It's regardless, I can be, I am at the top of my game in a lot of ways, but at the same time, you know, I'm humbled every day and I got to, it sells. You got to show up every day. You got to show up and you got to continue to push that barrier. So just starting out, I would say it wasn't a great road. It was rocky, but, um, you know, I ended up putting good tires on my wheels, so to say, and, you know, and just going over the bumps and really just pushing forward with it. Yeah. I liked how you'd say it, it wasn't a cakewalk in, in earlier in your, in your response, you also talked about controlling your emotions, right? And those yeah. two things, I find that sales professionals that can't control their emotions allow their emotions to dictate their skill set, right? Like you yep. could be the most 100%. skilled sales professional, but if you're not emotionally in check, all your skill set's going to go to the wayside. It's, it's kind of like missing a free throw in basketball, right? It's the easiest yep. shot to make, but mentally you have to be in place. And I like that. Did did you have a mentor or anyone controlling your emotions as you started this? You said you're on the top of your game now, but yeah. did you have a mentor when you began? Do you have a mentor now? How, how What role does that person play in controlling those emotions? Yeah, so my first year um, into sales, I got in a good situation to say the least, but um, I just attracted and more importantly, out-seeked people in my organization that were at the top, you know, and that for anyone, regardless of medium, whether you're in this industry or that, it's, it's textbook, regardless, it's universal law. You want to be around those high performers. So 
um, I did. And um, his name was Jake Dahl. This guy was 10 years in the industry at Titan, had some of the highest number of accounts put in for the company. And uh, really disciplined, consistency and mindset were established very early on that, you know, have led to how I articulate my sales process now. And, you know, a true benchmark, he was awesome in helping me understand the process. And, you know, good people are good, but they're, you know, the great ones that come like me just come on the shoulders of people that were good, you know, and you always, when it comes to your mentors and the people you look up to, it should never be, you're trying to meet them or get to their level, but you're trying to pass it. Cause that's a, that's a, you know, true hug and handshake when you do that, because you're showing, Hey, you taught me these things and I'm, I'm creating the best I possibly can with it. Yeah, I think that that's one of those things that, you know, when when people transition to sales leadership, right, or become in that mentor position. And and I look at the people that I mentor, I sales lead, and I tell everyone, you're not as good as me. You're going to be better than me. You're going to be way better than I ever was. Because if I don't get you there, then I'm failing in my role as a sales leader. And and for you to say that, that you were looking at those people to pass them and to achieve them, that's that hunger mentality that salespeople have. Like you, you either have that hunger mentality or you don't. The best exactly. mentor, best sales professional in the world can't give you hunger. So what, what motivates you, right? What's the number one thing that motivates you to say, okay, I'm going to do this because you're, you're, a t- you're clearly a top performer, right? Why? Yeah, I would say it's an articulation of things. Um, but I would probably say on a really personal level, if I'm just being transparent with the audience and, you know, obviously you, it's my family, 100%. It's nothing over my blood is, is kind of my motto because at the end of the day, that's the closest connection we have in this life. So just just the ability, because I have a younger brother, he's four years younger than me, and I just have a motivation to hit a different level of performance because I want to show him what's possible. I want to show him, hey, you know, you can become great. It's regardless of situation or medium. If you apply yourself, you know, and I feel I've always felt that in in the fact that he's, you know, always been the younger brother that's looked up to me. I feel it, you know, with the people that are, you know, in my program that I interact with that I'm influencing and helping them. So there's a fulfillment factor from that where I wake up and it's irrelevant how I feel. I know people are counting on me and that in of itself drives me to a different level of, you know, motivation, creation, you know, adaptation. So I can be the best version when I show up you know, for podcasts like this, or I show up, you know, at a speaking gig, or regardless of it, I know that if I show up, I can show up for other people. And when I show up for other people, that motivates me because I know I'm creating something. And when I'm creating something of impact for others, when I'm six feet under, that's, that's really all it's about, right? It's just, it's just truly leaving, you know, a good vibe and good impact mentality. Yeah, I think I think that part you mentioned of leaving a lasting impact or leaving, you know, people behind with a better a better footprint, a better foundation than when people arrived and you being directly impacted by that. I think that's so fundamental. Speaking of that, leaving that solid impact or becoming fundamental. Sure. Let me ask you this. You're a top performer. People want to get to your role. But before we have people getting to your role, what defines a good salesperson? Okay. Yeah, I would say let's, I would throw it into three categories. Um, number one, to be a good sales professional, you have to have the clear reasoning that's going to pass your excuses. Because you know, as we stated earlier, you know, getting back to the topic you said where you could be the best possible person with the process, 
right? When you're up or when you're obviously not when you're down, but that level of intensity that just stays regardless of outcome. I see that as a huge indicator to people's long-term success is their ability to truly look at a concentration of a goal and creating it. So that would be probably number one, because they're going to be sustained in their focus to progress. So number one is definitely that. Number two um, is understanding with the sales process that you are connecting and creating energy. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. So in understanding that, you need to make sure that you're structuring your sales process that's catered to that consumer and what they need and what they want. And the better you can get at that, the higher your ability to sell is because you're understanding their situation instead of trying to do what a lot of rookies do. And that's just their ability to convey a message to 100 people and hoping one bites, right? Instead of adapting their, their understanding of the consumer and saying, I understand where your situation at. This is a couple options I would see as good fit for you, but I'm going to make sure and be fully transparent that this is something that can work for you, right? So you're really understanding what their problems are. I see that as something with high conversion. And then obviously the first one I stated being their ability to uh, you know, stay level-headed. And then point number three is just have a crazy good attitude. You know, it's simple. It's, it's something I continue to put close to my heart is just have a crazy good attitude. You know, you support and your mindset's right on the product, right? That you're promoting. It's right on how, if you don't sell this person, how they could possibly lose out on a great opportunity, right? It's just having that wiring, right? Where you're not feeling like you're manipulating, but you're feeling like you're helping. And when you can get to the feeling like you're helping and not manipulating, that's when extreme growth will come because it's like, wow, I'm fulfilled. I'm helping people you know, understand the importance of X product I'm promoting because I've seen how much it can affect people positively and get passionate behind it. So those were the three things, you know, just to sum it up, one, crazy good attitude, their ability to stay level-headed. Um, number two, what I stated before, and then number three, the one that followed it up. So to kind of just break it down, those three main things would be it. Yeah, no, I think I think you hit some really, really good points there. That crazy good attitude, as you define, or that positive mental approach, right? That people have, it's important to have that outlet because you are going to have frustrations in this industry, right? I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it that you're going to have a bad sales day. For the audience here, let's talk about your last or one of your most recent bad sales day, right? Mm. You, we, we're all human. We're not Superman, right? So we, it does bother us. And I know it bothers me when I have bad days. How do sure. you maintain that positive attitude? How do you uh, get the outlet of frustration out? What's your, what's your approach to that? Oh, I have a very tactical... I'm so happy you asked me this because this what I'm about to say right now can change so many people's lives. So I had a bad sales day about probably about a week ago. I'm usually high converting. Every day I almost sell. Um, there's very few days I don't. And when I don't, it's very easy for it to get to me because I have a lot of ego and things that come creep through my head, right? Because it's like everything goes bad when you don't have something to validate your you know, your ability to really go after something. So if you go after something, and you don't get it right. Naturally, you're going to be withdrawn, feeling not good. And every sales professional can relate to that. This is how I actually combat it. And I'll give you a very tactical response. I use what's called reflective questioning. And that's my ability to get away from my emotional response of not having a good day and evaluate it. So what I'll do is if I have a day where I feel as if I didn't perform or I didn't get the result, 
I'll ask myself a question that helps me understand my emotions. So I know how to stay that level plane, regardless of whatever my outcome is, because my process is at the next level. So I'll ask myself, how do I feel that I didn't, how do I feel that I didn't get a deal today? Right. It's natural. And then I'll say, I don't feel good. And I'll be like, it's natural for me to feel this way because a lot of people base their outcomes on how they are able to close and rather what they should, which is the process. How was your process today, Gavin? And I'll ask myself that question. I'll go, you know what? I put an A for effort. I went really hard. Looking back, there's probably two or three things that I can improve on. I'm going to focus on that and make sure tomorrow I show up even better. And that's all I do. I have the ability of understanding and validating why I'm feeling that way, which is I didn't sell today. And then I'm asking myself, is it okay? And I'm accepting the fact that I don't feel good because of my results. Mm. And then I asked myself, was I able to have a truly golden standard process to create my results? And if the answer is yes, I automatically feel better because I go, I controlled everything I possibly could within my means to get the outcomes I wanted. Did I get it? No. But was my process truly at the level and intensity that I wanted for the day? Yes then okay, what are two or three things I can focus on that's going to get me to the next level and make me even stronger tomorrow because I'm hungry. I like that. Reflective questioning and and how you're saying, you know, controlling in your goal and standard process. We're definitely going to piggyback on that towards the end. But as you say that, it makes me think about, right? At, yeah, I played sports as, as a young child. I played football, I played football all the way through college. And I, I remember multiple coaches saying, you can control two things, your attitude and your effort. And then now that I'm a parent, I find myself saying the same thing to my kids. You can control your attitude and your effort. But when I'm at work, right, and I'm managing high performance and I'm managing six-figure sales professionals, you know, I repeat, control what you can control, right? It's not, mm-hmm. you know, not giving them the hard attitude and effort, but control what you can control. And I like that, that reflective questioning, did I control everything in this process? And if I did, then I'm at peace with it. If I didn't, then obviously there's, it's the drawing board, right? I go back, I improve, exactly. I find I find ways to engage and, and move forward. I, I like that a lot. Now, is that something that you've developed or did someone teach you that? So I developed it because I, I realized by the structure of which sales truly is, right, off those two principles I talked on earlier with your effort level, you know, and your skill set, a lot of sales professionals, as they get better, their effort goes down because their skill set goes up, Right. But if you're able to maintain those two, right? And at the same time, this reflective questioning came from me just understanding my emotions and looking and being a really aware, which is, you know, signs of higher intelligence, which is something I really hope people are truly aware of what's going on around them. If you look at some guy that's a top performer, again, sales leaves clues and it's odds are when they have a bad day, they reflect, they look over, you know, there's even people like Michael Jordan that have done it. They, Michael Jordan hasn't had two bad games ever in his whole career, you know, and I would imagine it would have to do some kind of psychology thing at which I'm speaking on too, because I can relate to that. And it's just, it's really, it's kind of an articulation of my emotions and like evaluating them instead of feeling them, evaluating them, understanding them, and then feeling accepted why I feel that way is kind of how I've structured my emotions a lot more with cells because then I have that even plane, like I'm just going to work every day, but I'm also making exponential money because my skill set gets better and there's no way I'm faltering on my effort, period. You know, so with those combined, it just continue to progress. So 
yeah, a little bit of, you know, obviously research at the same time, a little bit of kind of self-understanding and just kind of articulating, you know, those thoughts in my head to, oh, this is what I need to do. And I know so. Yeah. I mean, are you, you as you said it, right, you're, as your skill level goes up, right, sometimes people's effort goes down and you're saying, okay, no, I'm going to go and be the opposite of that. I'm going to be self-aware of that. And, and for, for you to say that, right, that's, that's, that's wise beyond your years. And I tell you this, Gavin, you know, I've interviewed people that come and sit in front of me and have been sure. in sales for 15, 20 years with accolades and accolades and can't remember the last time they made less than 200 grand a year. And yeah. when I asked them, what have you done in self-development? right? What's the last book you read? And they just kind of look at me like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm a naturally gifted sales professional. They never make it past an interview with me because I, I always like, well, yeah, you're, you're good. You're, you're good right now, but the industry's changing, the market's changing. And I promise you, there's a younger hungry kid studying that's coming to eat your lunch. And if you're not prepared, that's me. That is you, buddy. (laughs) If you're not prepared to do that, there's somebody that is going to eat your lunch, right? I mean, I, you know, one of my, one of my top 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 reps that 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 I helped develop. I mean, she crushed an industry where she probably shouldn't have been promoted to be a, a, a territory manager by quote unquote normal standards because of her age. But she finished rookie of the year, completely crushed people because she was hungry. So I, I like how you mentioned that. You know, as skill goes up, I think your effort has to double up because you can always exactly. be better. And when people stop trying to get better, that's when they get passed up on. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com. Once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. So let's, let's talk about that for a second. Personal development, what is it that, that you do that helps drive and create this? I mean, you're young, you're hungry, you have success, right? Yeah. Tell me about some of the things that you're doing in personal development. What's, what's driving you? What books are you reading? What associations are you part of? Like, what, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I, I want to start out by kind of, because I am huge into personal development. This last year alone, I easily spent over $60,000 the year before that, I was right around about the same. And I am really, really frugal with my money in other ways. But when it comes to development, I am not. Because I every single time I get a return, that just puts me way ahead of, like you're saying, my years. Because I really am ahead of my years because I'm creating, you know, innovating, you know, and just articulating a lot of the things that I'm consuming. But if there's one key thing I can give about personal development. It's find out the things that you're struggling with. And understand, is that something as a business owner I should delegate or is this something I should pick up and learn? Because when I had, when I started surrounding myself with a lot of people that made seven figures or even eight and some nine, I noticed they would never just pick up a book and read it. You would think that's what they would want to do because personal development is correlation to, you know, mm-hmm. high income, high, high result. 
But if you want to even take it a step further, you want to make sure that what you're consuming is congruent with your goals or it's the struggles that you're facing that's going to get you to that next level. And that's really what my focus has been last year's huge dividends. I mean, again, top percentile, you know, on the ability to have one of the like, highest commission earning that the company I'm with, it's incredible because I started focusing, okay, I need to get better with psychology. And I would go and buy five, six different books on psychology. Oh, I need to get better at, you know, sales process. Oh, I do that. And then I've even, you know, in the last year, two, almost two years now, I've been a part of the Game Changers Academy. It's a Forbes featured um, entrepreneur sales professional outlet, as well as, you know, it's one of the most pristine Game Changers, you know, events that you can possibly have and be a part of. So I have a great cancel. You being, of course, one of them, you know, and, and truly uh, connecting and being with, you know, just top performers, people that are just not about an excuse and they're all about the action and result. And that's a beautiful, you know, group to be a part of because I have a problem. I have so many people on my council that can help me just level up. So, you know, I would definitely say when it comes to development, know what you're trying to figure out and more importantly, get around the people that are playing at a higher level. And that's, those are the two things I've focused on and I've never, not on one dollar I've spent, I've always seemed to get two dollars out, and it's never been less than that. Because my action to information is, you know, on the ball. I learn something, how do I apply it? I learn something, how do I get better with it? And it's just that con- continuation with that information. Man, to hear you say, you you said so much. We're going to dissect a few things. One, yeah, to yeah. hear you say that you spent sixty grand in personal development. You're you're you are wise beyond your years because I. You know, when I was your age, to spend sixty grand on personal development, I was like, "Dude, there's, this is my money. This is my money." And yeah. you know, I would, I would, I would do a little bit. I'd pull back. I would do a little bit, and I would get good. And and I fell victim to success, right? Like I do some personal development, I got good, achieved top accolades or wherever I was at, got comfortable. And it wasn't till about two and a half, three years ago where I did join Game Changers, and I I looked around my environment. And it was, okay, who's the most successful and wealthiest person you know that you communicate with on a consistent basis? And slowly, when I became that person, I was like, okay, then I need to I need to go way up. Yep. Not just one level up. I'm going to go reach for the stars. And I'm going to hang by someone's shoelace if I have to because I know I want to elevate my level up. And, yep. and to hear you say that, that's, that's awesome, man. So what, you know, you know let's, let's just pick, you know, let's, we can pick game changers. We can pick anything else. What is it that that you say, hey, I would put dollars in, you know, I get dollars out, I get the return on my investment. What would you tell somebody right now that was saying, okay, yeah, I'm a little nervous to invest in personal development. I don't know if that's going to work for me. I mean, that works for you guys, doesn't work for me. Uh, what mm-hmm. would you tell that person? Um, well, if they worded it just like that, I would just say, listen, I was a guy in high school when it came to sports that thought that he knew how to do it because he had a couple good, you know, athletic abilities and whatnot. But the moment I sat down, the moment I became a student, the moment I dropped my ego, the moment I outseeked information instead of consumed or just completely one year out the other was the moment I really grew. And it's the moment I stayed humble. Because a lot of people too, when they start making good money in sales, they get cocky and they think they're almost above people. It's it's ridiculous. It's something I stand completely against. I'm no different than any person on this earth. And more importantly, no one knows more than me and no one knows less than me because we all really don't know. So at the end of the day, it's like, just be humble, man. Like I would tell that person that's like really on the fence or doesn't know, like, it's like, be humble with it. And odds are when you actually pay for something like a, a program or a mentorship program or, you know, even a book, odds are 
there's a reason you're paying for it. And odds are you're going to get your return. And odds are it's a good investment as opposed to the shoes that you want to get. Because let's both be honest, you can use shoes as long as you want. But when it comes to a book, you can continue to go back and get those nuggets. So it's just like, where's your values at? And if you want to hit a different level and you want to have impression, because there's a lot of people out there that just are the 80%, they walk the same road for 20, 30 years. And then there's people like me that never walk the same day and honestly just are constantly progressing and finding out how to do that better. And it's the best train to be on, guys, because you're able to grow at a different level. So I would just say, you know, make sure you're really just be the student. Be the That's always the best role to take, regardless of if there's someone you feel like you can do more than them. They know something you don't, you know, and just be that humble person when it comes to development. You know, I started with me buying a book for five dollars. And I remember holding that in the mail and just being like, wow, I just spent money to help me grow. I'll never forget it. It was the first package of book I ever got, Managing Oneself by Peter Drucker. Beautiful. It's, it's funny how you remember your first book. My very first book was Secrets to Closing the Sale by Zig Ziglar. It was the yeah. very first book I read, followed by Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And, uh, you know, some of those, you know, then, then I can go through the list. Of, I mean, I'm at probably hundreds, if not thousands of books that I have read. But, sure. you know, that's how you start that personal development path. You read a book. And then for me... You know, I joined. I started joining in and taking my prof, uh, my personal development to the next level when it became about application, right? Because there was a lot of information I can consume, but to learn to apply and to learn to to have that person in my corner, whether it is you know I, I have an executive coach that that I speak to on a consistent basis, whether it's having that person in my corner, it elevates and pushes you up, right? I mean, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, I mean, all these guys had somebody in their corner elevating them to that next level. And I think we need to do that as well as sales professionals. A hundred percent. Yeah, I definitely, I, there are stages to it, but the more you're on the action stage, the more you're going to be able to grow. Cause you know, the last thing you want is to be the smartest person in the room, but be the dumbest. Cause you don't know how to apply it. Right. That's the whole reason you're reading. That's the whole reason people are listening to this podcast, right? You want to get the information. You want to find out how you can apply it. Cause you will literally pass people up with, eyes as wide as they can get because they can't believe how fast you're moving and they can't believe how quick you're getting results. Because when I started really camp holding off, when I started making, you know, 15K in a week and some people are just like, and they've been in the company or the industry I've been with for 10 years and they're just like, holy crap, who is this guy? And it's just a matter of, I am straight on execution and application. I am finding out how I can win and beat my past yesterday. And that's it. And that's, that's all that I'm worried about. So really, the, the reason I said in the beginning with development is, you know, don't just be the person that thinks knowledge is power, okay? Get specific on what is it that you need to do to get to where you need to go. Start there. And then start connecting the things you need to do. Do you need to get better with your sales process? Do you need to articulate your decisions better? How can you outseek the information for that? You know, are you not reading people well enough? How can you do that better? Right. And start understanding. And first, it comes with validating and understanding what the problem is. And then finding the information, finding the people, finding the results, you know, or how to solve that problem, you know, through development. Yeah. I think, I think being specific about what you need is so key because I know when, when I, you know, I've helped launch a few businesses, I've consulted on a few businesses that I've, that um, I've helped launch. And even in, in launching my own brand, the very first thing was, okay, what's the specific problem I solve? 
And who's my specific customer? Like literally, what is that? If I can get down to the nitty gritty details, you can create a whole plan for that. And what you're saying is create that nitty gritty details for yourself. And then you can create that personal development plan around that. So I like that you said, you know, one of the things you you just said right now, you're, you're hitting these income commission metrics on a weekly basis that are higher than people that have been in your company for 10 years. So let me, let me ask you to get your opinion. What's the biggest indicator that separates average sales professionals from exceptional sales professionals? Okay. So like kind of how do you hit that next gear? Yep. Definitely. Um, you know, the good one's going to be the one that gets a deal and feels happy. The one that's it as first comes with defining it, right? What's the difference from a normal guy in sales that does well, gets the job done and what's against the guy that's, you know, just on a different level. I would say there's probably a few things, but the main one is, uh, probably their confidence level, their ability to really just articulate their message. But more importantly, they do their work with a higher purpose or meaning in mind. And when you see those kind of people, they never validate or feel validations from others, you know, excitement or, oh, good jobs. You know, they're the ones that are going to really get the job done, but feel like it's not enough. They're the ones that are going to, you know, pass a benchmark and not even notice it. Right, because they're just going to the next one, or they're they're thinking that the product they're selling is so important that they almost feel a disservice for them not to continue and not to try to help people understand the importance of it. Like those are the ones that are wildfire. They're on. They're catched on fire. No one can stop them because they're on a mission. That's probably the biggest indicator. They're on a mission to create the results because it's not about them anymore. It's about actually helping people and showing them a pathway to this is why you should work with me. And this is why this is really important in what we're doing. And those are huge indicators from the regular guy to the exceptional one, because the regular one's going to stop when they have that one deal. The exceptional one's going to realize they need to do more because there's more people that need this and want it. And they need to help in getting better at their process because they want to get to that next level so they can articulate that message even better. Those are the main indicators, I would say, from the, the average to the exceptional. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point, right? I mean, the average person can get one deal. The average person can open the door, right? The exceptional person is thinking 10 steps ahead. It's almost like the game of sales, what you described to me, is like if I was playing chess, right? Like an average chess player is playing one moves, two moves, right? I don't even know if the average player is playing two moves. I mean, the average player is playing their move, maybe the next move. A grand yeah. wizard in chess, a grandmaster in chess, I mean, they're 20 steps ahead. I mean, they're seeing how the game's going to finish when you just moved your first move, right? When you made your first move with your pawn. Um, so I think I think that is key. I mean, what you just described about exceptional sales professionals, they're thinking levels ahead. So let me switch gears there. Earlier, you mentioned this golden standard, right? And, and I want to talk a little bit about what you meant by that, by that golden standard of sales, the golden standard process. What exactly is the golden standard process? And, and and let's just talk about it. I mean, what what exactly is it that you offer people or you teach people in this golden standard? Yeah. So um, to kind of give you context to it, so I know I kind of I use the words a lot of the name of my sales program because it really is the backing behind the meaning of why I created it, why I wanted to get people to the next level, and it came from understanding it's your process to outcome, not your outcome that should dictate your achievement. And to really dissect what I mean by that is 
the ones that are exceptional, the ones that are incredible at sales, they look at their process and that's what they focus on. How can that improve? So that's what basically relevated and created the Golden Standard Sales Program that I'm uh, helping and interacting with, you know, m- you know, credible amount of people, getting people results within their first month of even signing on, focusing on results and processes and articulating a message better, understanding the customer's view, how to actually close psychologically, how to look at people correctly. And it's the voice that I wish I had when I started in sales and and understanding what that benchmark is to create a golden sales process. Because I feel so many people, even though they have managers, even though they have you know, high achievers around them. They never have the ability to articulate their sales process because so many people question it, especially when they don't get results to validate it. And understanding that if you know what you need to change and you know the process that you need to create, you're already on the right roadmap to manifesting it. So that's what, that's the understanding. It's an interactive community of true people that are action takers, that have the same intensity, fire level, and just want to get the job done and find out how they can grow. Nice, man. So I, I think you 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 say it correctly, right? I mean, you, every sales professional has a sales manager, right? And, mm-hmm. and and I manage a team. And sometimes, going to be honest with you, man, my ability to focus on the process or to make sure people are going through the the sales process that we teach isn't always there, right? I mean, there's there's a lot moving around, right? I mean, you you have you know the seven, eight, nine figure metrics you need to hit. You have you know, recruiting, training, you're, you're, there's so many different areas. So sometimes a sales professional can get lost. And in this program you're, you're talking about, you dive into that weeds to ensure you're going to go through the process because if you have a failure or there's something not hitting, we identify that flaw in that process. Is that what I'm understanding? Exactly, exactly. First comes with articulation of understanding problem. Second is solution options to that said problem, right? If you know that one of the main things you're struggling with is building value to close, and you have a lot of them saying, I love the idea, but let me think about it. That's an indicator that you're not bringing enough value because if they saw the value in it, they wouldn't be waiting, right? And how do we articulate that better for that said person that doesn't know or can't articulate the value well enough, right? Now we've pointed out the problem. Now we know how to create some solutions for that problem. And that's what the whole program is based around is their ability to identify those things and then move forward with options that can better their process. Absolutely. I mean, what you just described right there is, is when somebody says sales is a science, what you just reverse engineered right there is the science of sales, right? I'm going to reverse engineer this process and I'm going to identify that flaw and that breakdown. So let's say I come get connected with the golden uh, with the with the golden process here and I get engaged in your community. What exactly do we do in your community? What does that process look like to get started? Do I get to speak to you? How does that work? Yeah, so um, we do have an application process for the program. Um, there's two reasons we do it. So that's the main thing. If someone is interested, wants to know more, you have to fill out an application and talk to one of the members that I've employed on the team, because, um, we want to make sure that when we're looking at your problems, right, there'll be a series of questions for you to go over. We want to make sure we're creating solutions for you. We want to make sure if you're in this program and this, this environment that we're really leveling you up. Cause I telling you, like people are getting results first month in the program, doubling quarter quarterly goals and stuff. So it's incredible to see that. But at the same time, we're selective because we want to make sure, hey, if you're in this program, we truly are leveling you up and we know exactly what we need to do to get you that next level. Let's do it. 
right? So the first thing is the application. And then there's a phone call that we can kind of go over and make sure this is a fit for you. But the main thing is, is kind of understanding that it is a fit for you at the same time. We know that if you're in the program, you're going to be an action taker. You're going to get it done. You're going to make sure you get those results because every single lesson we do has an actual step-by-step application of the information, right? So you learn a topic, we understand the definition, we adopt it and inquire into cells. And there's things that you need to make sure you're doing after the modules so that you're getting the results. We are giving you, you know, the gun that shows you where to point it. You just need to be the monkey behind it and make sure you pull the trigger that you're applying and you're getting the results. Like it, my man. Golden standard program. I definitely think if you're a sales professional listening to this and you say, hey, I've identified some flaws or some breakdowns in my process, this is that first step of where you can go and you can get someone, a program to take a look and engage and and learn those flaws that are happening because they happen to everybody, right? Whether, whether you're in a high complex sales, such as software or surgery or agriculture, or if you're, if you're doing uh, alarms or your, your telephone sales, I mean, whatever it is, there's a process you follow. And, and I, I like that program, right? You're identifying that golden standard program. If somebody wants to get connected with you and learn more about this directly, how do they get connected with you? What, what links should I leave in the show notes that when people will listen to this show, they can go to the show notes and find for you? Sure. So I would say um, if you're wanting to know more about the program, the best way to do it is through my uh, social media team. Uh, it's Guthrie, G-U-T-H-R-I-E, socialmedia7 at gmail.com. Um, again, that, you know that's probably the easiest way to get an application link. If you want, you can also check me out on Instagram. Um, I constantly, people love my Instagram because I'm just giving out value all the time, every single day. And it's devoted around sales and execution. So it's at Gavin underscore Guthrie. Gavin spelled G-A-B-E-N underscore Guthrie, G-U-T-H-R-I-E uh, is where you can find me on Instagram. Perfect, guys. Well, Catapult and Commission's family, you heard it there. Get connected with Gavin Learn the golden standard process. There is anybody, let me rephrase this before I finish this, and I want to ensure I, I give Gavin his, his due diligence. We started the show by saying, as high-performing professionals, as high-performing sales individuals, as high-performing sales leaders, we're always looking to steal nuggets that we can come back with us to our tribe, to our customers, to, to our organization and on this show, Gavin dropped nugget after nugget after nugget. We have the golden standard process. Be sure to go check out him. You'll, you'll find those links in the show notes. You'll find the links on my own social media profiles. Gavin, before we finish up this Catapult Commission show, is there anything you left you want to say to the audience? Any last, last uh, departing words? Yeah, I, I would say um, one thing I always like to leave audiences with is you know, give yourself the time after this to really articulate or maybe go back to a couple things that help you, right? It's not about overload of information. It's about the execution upon that said information. So look at the things and really start to ask yourself the correct questions because odds are, you know, if there's something that you need help with, this episode can give you it, right? And Anthony has, you know, obviously so many different, you know, channels and, and ability to help people. So just know you guys, make sure you're really articulating and thinking through the things that you can improve on, you know, cause that's the whole importance. It's not to just, you know, give you guys great value. It's making sure you're applying it. Let's, let's level each other up on it. Absolutely. Well, Gavin, my friend, thank you for joining the catapulting commission show. 
I'm excited that we were able to get connected on this. I look forward to continue growing with you. If you didn't catch it earlier in the show, Gavin and myself are both members of the Game Changers Academy, which maybe one day we can do a a more in-depth show and dive into what Game Changers is. And and if you're an entrepreneur or a high-level professional looking to take that next level, why it would be a great opportunity to join that community. Um, Other than that, Gavin, thank you for joining the show, man. And I'll catch you on the next one, brother. 100%. 100%. You stay after it and so, do, so does your audience. I'm happy to be here, brother. Happy to help. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at Anthony P. Garcia 99 and includes the hashtag catapulting commissions. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions.